Hey guys, before we start the podcast, just wanted to make an acknowledgement that we are utter shite at dinosaur names throughout this whole podcast, and our childhood selves would be super disappointed in us. We know, we're sorry, hopefully you'll enjoy this in any case. Welcome to Everything That's Wrong with Tracy and Reagan. I'm Tracy Middlebrook. And I'm Reagan Middlebrook. We are sisters and enthusiastic observers of media, art, politics, and the world in general. But sometimes things are the worst, and we have opinions about it. So today, we're going to talk about everything that's wrong with Jurassic World. That's right, because if there's one thing you can depend upon in this podcast, we are going to be on the cutting edge of topical breaking news. I thought you were going to say opinions about dinosaurs. You can count on opinions about dinosaurs. Oh, you can totally count on opinions about dinosaurs. That's true. I just wanted to acknowledge that we are a year late <laughs> to the table for a, for a yeah, movie. But Jurassic World doesn't stop being the worst just because it happened a while ago. No. Plenty of things are the worst that happened a long time ago. That's true. And I, I, I'm just acknowledging it. That's okay. all. And letting our, you know, hordes of listeners <laughs> potentially in the future know that we know. I would also like to just set the scene for everyone. This time we have two microphones, so we don't have to sit unreasonably close together on the couch recording in the one rock band Xbox microphone. And Reagan grabbed a little plastic stegosaurus and set it on the table in front of us to say, let's remember who we're doing this for. <laughs> it is who we're doing it for. So Stegosaurus has suffered many injustices. There we go. To prepare for this, we rewatched uh, Jurassic Park, and then we watched Jurassic World, and we're going to talk about them. Yep, we are. <laughs> okay. One of the biggest problems for me, and well, we'll get into in the People Agree With Us segment, but um, we're not alone, guys. <laughs> the first film is more than just a story about dinosaurs are cool, and then they eat people. It's also a story about people with dinosaurs helping to move the action along. And this new film is just about dinosaurs as action pieces and people are purely food or hot wheels, right? They provide movement, but no reasons or emotions. Yeah, and they don't, I mean, aside from the fact that it would be disappointing to see a Jurassic Park film strictly as like a completely meaningless action movie, which might sound funny, but if you think about it, like the the first Jurassic Park had a lot of interesting and unexpected qualities to it that made it better than just being an action movie that had dinosaurs in it, right? And so if this one was just going to be an action movie that just has dinosaurs in it, like they, there are still action movie conventions that they should then follow, which they completely disregard because, but not like to make an interesting point, but just sort of as a result of bad filmmaking or something, right? Like they don't, they don't understand yeah. their genre very well. The writing is just lazy. Well, yeah. But the first film has a moral message, right? It has several. It talks about, you know, what limits there should be on scientific exploration. Cue Jeff Goldblum's life finds a way, quote. You see Sam Neill's character go through some growth. You know, he's kind of grumpy and antisocial. And then he goes, he really steps up, right? When the kids are threatened, there's real emotional weight and journey for Hammond. 
you know, yeah. his relentless op- optimism and his spared no expense, causing him to discount the apparently constant security complaints of his game warden and of Sam Jackson. That also shows that the original Jurassic Park had these debates about safety <laughs> and concerns, and they had a, a safety bunker that and they a ended giant using. electric fence. Jesus. <laughs> anyway, but so Hammond's scene where he's eating the melting ice cream, right, and he's talking to Laura Dern. And he talks about his flea circus, you know, and all his plans for fixing the park because he wants to show something real for once. Next time it'll be flawless. It's still the flea circus. It's all an illusion. When we have control again. You've never had control. That's the illusion. I was overwhelmed by the power of this place. But I made a mistake, too. I didn't have enough respect for that power, and it's out now. When she sees the true danger and the uncontrollable nature of it, she doesn't about face on her views and goes through, you know, thoughts and emotions and character development. Yeah, versus the characters in Jurassic World who are all like so lazily written. I mean, we can go into more details later about things that are wrong with Claire, but but she just, aside from any overarching meaning of what they did to her character, like she just is, uh, it's like when... You are a writer and you're coming up with a character like there's one method where it's like where you're just choosing character traits. So her trait is she's a career woman. Like I can just picture the writer sitting down being like, you know, drawing their little box for how they organize their characters like career woman. But she doesn't understand family or emotions or animals or relationships. Right. Like like that's all the only defining trait that they have for her is this one thing. And that they they measure her against like that's all that she can do. And and it's it's flat. Like people are more than one thing. People aren't just a caricature of this one trait. Like like uh, yeah no it is and it's true really with all of the characters they are all two-dimensional cartoons who don't do any kind of growth or really make any decisions that make sense vincent d'onofrio's bad guy yeah he's a character. such a cartoon i mean he's not hugh jackman levels in chappy but dear lord nobody could be um I kind of think that movie's worth watching just to see what the hell that is. And poor Dev Patel acting his heart out against very cool CG. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Chappie because, dear Lord, it's terrible. Um, You know, even even Owen, the character of Owen. I mean, everybody in it is the teenage boys have nothing to bring to the table. One is sort of angsty and likes girls and the other's a little kid. And and no one really undergoes any kind of like transformative emotional journey. Like the in the first one in Jurassic Park, you know, the, the sort of method is like you're talking about Hammond. Like people learn throughout the course of the movie, you know, like you're right. We can't control dinosaurs. Dinosaurs are beyond our control. And like maybe we shouldn't be venturing this far in science without like thinking about consequences of what we're doing. Um, yeah. And I have no hopes for the 2018 film. That being said. I had a great time when I did see this movie in the theaters because I will watch anything with dinosaurs and I will have a on the surface great time watching anything with dinosaurs. Um, in in one of the articles I read, someone compared it to a theme park ride. And I think that's really accurate. Like it's good thrills. You have fun. It would be best in a three minute version, but there's no substance. There's no setup. Um, depending on where you look, there's anywhere between four and like six or seven screenwriters accredited to this film which you know is generally an indication of a really problematic script which is clear because you see that um and the 2018 new one is unfortunately being written by two of the same screenwriters um one is the trevor who was the writer and director he's not directing the new one 
But that's not really my problem. The direction and editing was actually kind of fine. But the plot is so lazy and wrong and stupid. And people make choices that make no sense. And nothing is earned. And also, he's been really dismissive of the cavalcade. Cavalcade's not the avalanche. Of all of the um, criticisms, anyway, of this film. Doesn't give me any hope that he's listening. Do you have another overarching problem with the plot? Because I do. No, I just have specific problems. Um, My other sort of overarching point is that there's such a lack of wonder and magic to this park in Jurassic World. Rewatching Jurassic Park, I was just feeling how powerful and gorgeous the score is. I mean, but that's Steven Spielberg, right? Well, yes. I mean, Steven Spielberg is, I mean, he's phenomenal, right? There's a reason. But the dinosaur reveals are so good. This one, you just see crowds and Margaritaville, right? The monosasaur is really cool. But mostly even the boys are underwhelmed by the dinosaurs. And a lot of that seems to be poor design and crowd management issues. If your park can't deliver a satisfying experience with this many guests, then you need to limit the guests or redesign your park. That's on the management's fault. You don't need this crazy hybrid dinosaur to keep people's attention. You have frigging living dinosaurs. You know, you just need to work on your visitor experience as well as safety plans. I mean, I'm sure after the Titanic sank that other big ships, you know, were really looking into riveting and lifeboats, right? Well, but they did, right? Like, that's why you have to have lifeboats for everyone on your ship now. That's why that's a law. Like, well, I don't know if it is a law because the international seas and there aren't really laws that apply to, but anyways. I don't know. Anyway. (laughs) We are not maritime experts. Let that record stand. (laughs) But I just But yeah, it's completely like, it's like the... I mean, all right, so you've got Claire, who's like the career woman who manages the park, right? But it seems like no one else in the park, or maybe, well, including her, like, really understands what they're doing. Because number one, like, those those gyroscopes that they go in uh, should have, like, a limited range for where they can go. They should have, like, an automatic recall feature, or at least an automatic, like, turn-off feature. Otherwise, what's to prevent people from, like, riding them all day and never returning them? And then you don't have more for the other people in line, because there was, like, a huge crowd of people, like, waiting there to get on the gyroscopes. Um, They don't have, like, fences to keep things in place like they don't have an evacuation procedure apparently and they certainly don't seem to have any like animal behaviorist experts on there because owen yeah. this like random military guy who's there for some random military reason is the only one who understands that animals how animals work or that they are right it's it's beyond and especially because of the internal timeline presented in this film like they've built the park next to the original park they are aware, you know, Hammond supposedly, you know, gifted Maserati, whatever, the new owner challenged him with running this park. It's been running for enough years that visitorship has fallen enough that they have to build a new dinosaur. But the park is shit. You know, part the monos, monosaur, monosaur, the water dinosaur um, is rad. And that part is amazing. And... I mean, I think faked, but a really cool technical thing is, you know, the whole audience goes underwater to watch. And it's just, it's sad. It's such a bummer that it's this blase about what should be friggin' phenomenal. Some things that are wrong. I mean... Okay, here's the first one that has really nothing to do with it, except it's so one of my hot buttons. The mom, as she's packing up the kid's suitcase, says, your flight's in two hours. We got to go. 
Oh my freaking God. If that's true, why aren't you at the airport already? They are taking an international flight. You're supposed to be at the airport Maybe they three live next hours door to the early. They don't live next door to you the don't airport. Know that. Even if they do, they're supposed to be there at three hours <laughs> for security for international. Okay. They have to go through passport control. Yeah. Those boys have to check their luggage. They have unaccompanied minors and they're not even leaving for the airport without two hours. The, their parents are terrible and I'm glad they're getting a divorce <laughs> because no that's that's terrible but seriously that's not how airports work guys yeah um I mean my complaints are things well okay the way that they treat Claire in this movie is stupid and wrong and I mean she's an idiot right like her character is an idiot and like you start out and she's in this like polished white suit with these high heels which blah 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 like everybody knows is ridiculous but that makes sense because she's going to an important business meeting but then like when she's out running around in the wild she still like has the high heels on and like her full suit which you know slowly degrades over the course of the the plot of the thing but like she doesn't understand how animals work i did read an article that said that claire's suit goes on more of an emotional journey than she does which is kind of wonderful right but she's like tapping on the glass in the indomitus cage to see if it's in there like she's tapping on the side of like a snake's you know which you don't do oh my god you are a shitty person if you tap on the glass of a live animal at a zoo right and so you know i'm thinking about this i'm like well granted some people are idiots right like some people are idiots do characters always have to be smart and logical or capable and the answer to that is yes because someone who gets into conflict (laughs) because they're an idiot is much less interesting than someone who gets into trouble because the situation is bad or unavoidable you know like i was saying claire's character feels like a construct like she wasn't there's nothing at all remotely three-dimensional about her. And and the actress who played her, Miss um, Howard, she does – she did a good job with what she was given, right? Like she played the character right. that she was given as well as she possibly could. But that character makes no sense at all. And the way that everyone else treats her and reacts to her is – complete bullshit right like oh it is it is shockingly disrespectful she is the head of this frigging park she manages twenty thousand people every day and this park has been running for several years the film posits that because she isn't maternal or has experience with child care she's clearly a monster um but it is it is shocking that all of her underlings all of her employees are as blatantly disrespectful to her. Well, not all of her well, employees, really just right. Owen. Right? Well, yeah, I guess. But she seems so, she doesn't seem strong enough or, no, or capable she doesn't enough demand to respect do this. Either, but she obviously, you know, she doesn't know anything about animals. For someone who runs the park, like she should, she calls them assets. And we're supposed to think that she's a horrible person because she thinks of them as like line items rather than as creatures, which I don't care about that about her character right like that's that can be a trait if if she's just a business person she's thinking about them that way that's fine however in order to be successful in that role she would still need to have some understanding of what it is that animals need and how they behave in order to be able to build a park where people can interact with them and and or she would at least have employees who specialize in that right you know having a head who thinks like having the head of your corporation and running your park who thinks corporately is not wrong right like that that is the job of good management and this park has been running successfully for several years right enough years that they've had to decide that they need to build this new kind of dinosaur to keep numbers up um and and then as well build that dinosaur grow that dinosaur have time to make the modifications to the enclosure when somebody says it needs to be walls need to be taller whatever like this has been years and it's all been successful having her be 
worried before the business meeting and the bit about branding. Like, that's cute. That's a humanizing moment. But then you don't ever really see her come into her own. The only bit kind of is when she kicks that that garbage can over to catch the soda that the tech guy spills. So it's like, oh, that shows she has a tiny bit of awareness. Right. Like that shows incredible awareness, actually, to like know that this is a situation that's like set up for he's definitely going to knock over the soda and to like be there in that moment. And then we see her again later, you know, when they finally find the children. Oh, um, jumping ahead. OK, go for it. Well, yeah, because I'm just talking mm-hmm. about this one point. Like when we see her later and she's, we, you know, they find the kids again and Owen gets attacked by this flying pteranodon and she grabs the gun and like shoots it and kills the pteranodon. And yet when they're reunited with the kids, you know, the kids who have only seen her right at the beginning when she hadn't seen them in seven years and they were a bit pissed off, apparently, that she wasn't going to hang out with them all day. And then they see her save this dude's life and she's like, you know, I'm never going to leave your side again. And they're like, no, no, we want to go with him. Can we stay with you? I am never leaving you as long as you live. No, 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 him. Yeah, definitely him. Right? Like, it's, it makes no, no sense and stupid. it's super disrespectful. Oh, it's it's awful because, yeah, she saves him. She's a total badass. And that scene is played for the laughs of like, oh, look, guys, a lady or maybe just this specific lady managed to use a gun and save Owen. It was about to be eaten by this pterodon. You're saying pteranodon? Whatever. I don't know which the words are. Flying reptile. Um, But she's badass. She takes a gun. She blows it away. Then she pulls him up off the ground and kisses him. Then a few minutes later... They're in the Jeep with with Owen as the mobs of people are coming. And yeah, and then they say that don't ever leave me and they mean him, which is yeah, it's such it's such BS because the kids have only seen her be a badass and have only seen him almost get eaten by a flying reptile like they haven't seen him be cool or her be useless, which the audience has seen. But it doesn't make sense for their characters. All they've seen Owen do is rock a vest. They don't even know that he trains the raptors. I mean, they don't know anything about him except that he got in the driver's seat of that Jeep when a crowd came by it's just it's it's a cheap and meaningless laugh line and after the kids say that they like linger on that scene for a moment and there's this impression that that this is her being shamed for like you know not being maternal enough like there's that scene with her sister where her sister's like oh you'll understand when you have kids and she's like you know scoffing like yeah if and the sister's like no when right like there seems to be this reinforcement of this notion that that's what she's missing and she you know isn't fulfilling her role oh well clearly i mean as a as a as a woman you know having kids is the only (laughs) is the only way to redeem yourself i wanted to find this thing um comedian ivan hernandez was the first one i heard saying if you are a working woman jurassic world has nothing but contempt for you and when i was tweeting with him he responded to my tweet with fuck the dinosaur based patriarchy (laughs) which i still maintain would make an amazing t-shirt if anybody wants to get on that i want that shirt right told you it's a good shirt so that was my point right um I fundamentally disagree with the premise that nobody is impressed with a regular dinosaur anymore. Just, nope. They're fucking dinosaurs that you've brought back to life. You wouldn't, you could just have the most boring, you could just have a long neck, right? (laughs) You could have some, just one vegetarian dinosaur by itself in a field and you will have lines forever. The easiest solution, if they needed some kind of splashy new attraction each summer for Buzz, would be to build an actual ride or some kind of interactive exhibit rather than changing your living specimens. You know, make your dinosaurs are great. Build a new enclosure for them. But, you know, each summer, okay, so this summer we've built a roller coaster. They have that whole friggin' island, you know? 
I just, that's stupid. And they're clearly not using all of that space since the kids later on find like abandoned Jurassic Park shit that has never oh, been cleaned from, up. From every helicopter scene. Apart from that, it's still mostly rainforest yeah. and, and jungle. But, well, and okay, that's another problem for me because in Jurassic Park, as it ends, right, like the dinosaurs have taken over the island. And I think this timeline is kind of ignoring the second and third movies, which is fine because I also kind of ignore them. Reagan's glaring at me because she likes the third one. Yeah, the third, third one is one. good. Okay. It's got Sam Neill in it and that guy from Face Off. Okay. But so there were dinosaurs that took over they took over this island. They came back, built next to the original park, but there's still rainforest everywhere. How did they know that they've managed to clear the rainforest of every dinosaur? How do they know that the poison spitting ones Oh, apologies to my friend Tara here because I should know dinosaur names. Ten year old me did. I don't any know anymore. Um but there were lots of little but poisonous and deadly, those little tiny ones from the second movie that eat the girl. Like, how could you be sure that you have cleared the rainforest of these dinosaurs and then built this park that doesn't have any walls or safety <laughs> measures at all is crazy. Yep. Yep. Um, going to Vincent D'Onofrio's bad guy, the argument that raptors would make good super soldiers is ridiculous. He says how drones can't go into caves, implying that raptors could. And what? But then also, then he says, the moment a real war starts, all tech is going dark. So he's bringing up some electronic pulse, you know, horror scape in the future. But I well, but he's like a cartoon bad guy, too, because his evil plan doesn't even make any sense. Right. Like he sees Owen having bear like the thinnest of control over oh the raptors God. in the opening scene where Owen's like on a walkway way overhead and then you know he can get the raptors to like look at him right like ooh that's amazing control so they're good to go now right and then when he wants to use them later well you see Owen Owen manages to go in the cage and not get eaten in a one minute scene he makes them stand still while they can escape barely but they lunge after the cage as soon as he moves and it they is aren't listening that closely like they're inching control. towards him they, are, <laughs> they haven't launched an open attack but they're they would have gotten there if he was you know in the cage for longer and so then later on when Vincent D'Onofrio is like you know we're gonna do this with or without you to Owen number one the only person who has even nominal control over the raptors you're just what makes how would that even work we're just right. gonna release the right. raptors and they're trained now they're you not like show poodles okay so if by that same logic why aren't we using tigers and lions on the battlefield why aren't because, we because right so circuses are terrible personally but there are circus trainers and we have seen lions and tigers be trained to do more than we've ever seen its raptors be able to do but you, first of all, wouldn't fire the lion trainer and then get in there yourself and be like, well, these lions have been trained, therefore I'll send them into battle. But also the idea, it's just stupid is why. You're right? going to get a Siegfried and Roy situation. We haven't, we haven't used elephants in battle for centuries, right? Because it's a stupid friggin' idea. We have tech weapons and machines. There's a reason that the mounted cavalry went out after World War One. You know, going back to Spielberg, war horse, just piles of dead horses versus machine guns and tanks. Aww. Right. It's terrible. Like, it doesn't matter how badass, whether you have battle tigers or battle raptors running toward the enemy lines. Yes, that will be initially upsetting. But those animals are going to eat your own soldiers and they're going to get shot to pieces. Speaking of tigers, I actually... <laughs> I had a question for you, Tracy, because you worked in a zoo for a long time and you were really interested in animal things and uh, were thinking about that as a career option, I know, very seriously. How tiger-proof are zoos? 
depends on the zoo. Define I mean, tiger. Why don't proof. tigers get out and eat tourists all the time? The way that dinosaurs seem to get out and eat tourists all the time. Okay, well, those were movies. Um, tigers have occasionally. There was one with sometime in the last five or ten years, maybe San Francisco. I don't remember the zoo. I don't mean to misalign someone. A person had climbed down Malign, to an area. Yes, um, had climbed into an area he wasn't supposed to be, and the tiger was able to leap up and get him. Um, the reason is because they build moats and they build tall walls so yeah. that they can't jump out. So why don't the dinosaur theme parks do that? Yes, that goes <laughs> back to our very... Oh, I see. You were drawing an art. Right, because we were able to have zoos where for the most part, the animals don't escape and eat them. You would think you're right. You'd think that that, that same theory of animal containment would apply. I know. And since it has been 20 years and the first Jurassic Park is a part of this world, enough that Claire gives that tech from new girl i forget his name anyway gives him a bad time says it's in poor taste for him wearing the vintage jurassic park shirt so like they're very aware the graveyard of that first park is next door and close enough that the boys are able to get there on foot within a few hours and yet they haven't gone above and beyond that the, I, that's just fundamentally for me the fact that safety isn't isn't an integral part of this that they didn't do the work to show some way that their safety procedures fail in a believable way yeah i mean they don't have an evacuation route their plan is just have all of the people hang out in in a center just waiting to get eaten i know in the first one at least i mean there's a hurricane and they have i I, I mean, I guess they don't have enough boats for that many people, but I still don't see why there wouldn't be, like you were saying, underground bunkers. Like, there should be a, a system for this. Well, they do even have enough boats, because there is the scene where Masrani and Claire are refusing to do an evacuation for fear of the bad press ending the park. That's another complete bullshit, right? A dozen people at that point are dead. Some of them are soldiers, but two of them are employees. You're not going to be able to buy off all of their families and bury this. Someone... It's going to get out that a dinosaur escaped. The way you, as this park, survive is to activate your evacuation plan and safety bunkers. You weather the storm. Then you give out press releases bragging about how your safety procedures worked. People will come back because you dinosaurs always and that also doesn't make sense because they had previously shown that owner guy who like was given this this park and this mission from hammond you know spare no expense it's about the wonder it's about you know like this this ideal of what hammond was and what he wanted and then he suddenly turns around and is like no we've invested 36 million dollars in this dinosaur you can't kill it that doesn't make sense for who he had previously said his character was and what they had shown him to be like he should care more about human life and that there isn't the fact that they're engineering these dinosaurs and the first one is it lysine? They mentioned yeah. some kind of vitamin deficiency or something that they've built into the dinosaurs so that they, oh, maybe that's why, because they were allegedly going to die off if they didn't weren't given that amount. So I don't know if they ever bring that up in the second and third movies. I don't remember from the second Perhaps and third movies. that's the, I don't know. But anyway, they had safety things in plan. In this, there's just a tracking device. You didn't put something in so that you could end the dinosaurs if need be. Like that's, that's shocking to me. But just going back to, again, just from a corporate theme park, animal park thing, humans are super quick to return to a potentially dangerous thing, especially if there's dinosaurs and you can give them the illusion that you have control and know what you're doing. I, When we watched it talking with Reagan initially, I remembered in the early 90s when Jack in the Box had those E. coli poisonings. Like a lot of people died, including children. 
And yet people were still buying burgers at Jack in the Box the next week, which was extra bad because like a few weeks later they tested positive for E. coli again. (laughs) But like if you're that concerned about bad PR and memories of dinosaurs eating everyone, I don't understand why you built right next door to the old park. The island still seems large enough that they could have built farther away or on a totally different fucking island. Yep. Yep. Oh, this wasn't necessarily Isla Nublar, was it? Oh, it is. Oh, well, obviously, because it's old yeah, Jurassic Park it, it stuff. Yeah, it for sure Anyways, is. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Chris Pratt is super charming. Duh, right? Parks and Rec, Guardians of the Galaxy. But man, his character of Owen, when he has that interaction with Claire when she comes to his house, should so be fired for sexual harassment. <laughs> he's kind of awful. But he doesn't actually work for her. He works for, he's a military guy. He's just there, like, on loan doing military stuff. Like they gave permission, oh. but yeah, he's he's still like a domineering dick. You know, should we? You want to consult here or in my bungalow? I don't think Michael Eisner had to put up with this bullshit at Disneyland. If they had consultants on staff and somebody was that disrespectful, they would be friggin' fired. Yeah. But then back to your thing about when Claire takes Owen to see the Indominus Rex, right? What the fuck? The park doesn't have any animal behavior experts. Why are the things that Owen is bringing up the first time anyone has heard about this? They clearly had some kind of experts because they required them to build the walls 40 feet higher. And how does the Indominus Rex know that making those thermal changes in itself make it appear to have disappeared? Yeah, and if you have the ability to like check through the GPS tracking coordinates where it is, oh my why God. does no one check that before you go into the pen? Yeah, why would your panic. first why yeah. would your first instinct be let's examine how it escaped rather than let's find out where the escaped dinosaur is? Right, like she's in a car as there's an escaped dinosaur, and then she calls to say track it. So you get that you know big it's still in the pen moment. That's stupid. You wouldn't have gone out to your car if you thought this dinosaur was escaped until you knew where it was. Okay, but seriously, though, if it's the cuttlefish DNA or frog DNA or whatever it is that lets it change its temperature, I want to know how the frick the dinosaur knew that changing its temperature would set a trap well, Tracy, for the Well, Tracy, I've got that figured out. Okay. Uh, like you were saying when we were talking about this earlier, the Indominus Rex is the babblefish of dinosaurs. All right. Oh, it understands. They said that it has true. it has part raptor DNA. And that's when it meets the raptors later on. That's how they talk to each other. Exactly. Right? Even though it's been raised in isolation, uh, it's... It knows how to speak raptor, right? And when it meets the T-Rex, it knows how to speak T-Rex. And I'm thinking, number one, we don't know what other kinds of DNA they put in there. So maybe it's got some human DNA. But even if it doesn't, (laughs) uh, maybe it's just so super smart that it's been listening to these conversations. And so it knows. Oh, it knows English. And it knows it has a thermal tracker. Right. That's how. I mean, that's the only thing that makes sense. Right. That's clear. Clearly, that's the only... Um, I did like that Masrani, the park's owner's instinct to close the paddock door was the right one. You know, when they find out the dinosaurs in it and people, he's like, close the door, even though it doesn't work. It was like, oh, well, that was actually one bit of good thinking and a situation of plot where a character is making the right choice. But just through timing and other circumstances, bad things happen. Yeah. But then the, the whole stupid, they, Masrani and Claire don't want to evacuate the park because of bad PR. And then we go to the gyro gyrospheres. And how just utterly dumb it is that there's no safety security. Um, the summer teenager being useless operating the gyrospheres. I mean, that's kind of funny. That's also believable. But what's not believable is that he would be the only employee on this dead end path with hundreds and hundreds of others. 
there should be other people just for crowd management. Because if anyone in that line stops to ask him a question, he has to stop loading up gyrospheres. There's no way, no way. And a supervisor or somebody there would have safety instructions and would help. And then, of course, they would have some kind of auto recall and be strong enough to withstand dinosaur attacks since you just ride free form among the dinos. Yep. You know, I mean, the basic Jurassic World, uh, Jur- Jurassic Park, rather, 20 years ago, like they had safety features that that failed, but they had them. You know, I'm sure that the San Diego Wildlife Park has security plans in place where people get to take the Jeeps out among the animals. Like, for God's sakes. I mean, if you go to, a, well, a, a good safari park, natural reserve, there you're not allowed out of your car without a ranger carrying a gun. Because, duh, people getting eaten by lions is bad for PR. It's bad for people. It's bad for the lions. Well, and that the gyroscopes are capable of off-roading seems like really poor planning. Yeah, if you first off not having auto recall, you're right. But also that like once you crossed the fence, that, that the power doesn't automatically yes, shut down. Right. They have that in shopping cart technology. You know, if you go to certain, you know, urban shopping carts and areas where people tend to steal them a lot, you know, the wheels lock if you leave the parking lot. Oh my god. Um, the dying long neck scene. Mm. I'm sorry you keep calling them long necks, but I love that movie so much. Anyway. The Land Before Time is the movie for yes. for people who don't know and you for should know. people who don't. The Land Before Time, you should know. Um, it makes no sense. I see that they're trying to do a nice callback to Jurassic Park, but the boys are missing and this monster dinosaur is on the loose. You just wouldn't take the time to have this moment. Although we do get to see Claire have empathy for another living creature for the first time in her life. Yeah. Um, although I will say the sweeping shot over the hills of all of the dead dinosaurs is pretty affecting. Yeah. As Owen's like. It didn't eat him. It's killing for sport. Like, that's a pretty yeah. chilling and effective idea. But you don't, have to, you don't have time to keep petting this dinosaur's neck. But also, it's not killing for sport. It's killing because it's crazy. Because if you raise a creature in total isolation, that's what happens. Uh, apparently. But, well, but it is. Right. But, it's like cats go crazy if you only have one of them. No, I understand. But, People say. But it's not the only dinosaur being raised in isolation. The T-Rex is, in both the original and in this... You know, there aren't, there isn't two T-Rexes in there, you know. So like, yes, it's a problem, I guess, but it's not a problem unique to the Indominus Rex. Yeah. In both cases, they had a sibling and they ate the sibling. So park infrastructure issues. Again, the fact that they just abandoned the old buildings and built right next to them is crazy. Yes and no. I mean, on the one hand, those could have such bad memories or PR attached to them. You want to say you built something from the ground up with with complete new safety methods and blah, blah, blah. And it's not anything like that. At the same time that they want to kind of like use the same attractions and a little bit call back to the old Jurassic Park, you also want to distance yourself from the tragedy that happened there. So I could see that being like not worth the manpower and time and energy that would take to recover the materials from those things. And also you don't want to use the old buildings. I guess. I just feel like if that's the case, then you wouldn't build it 
close enough that you can walk there in one hour. Yeah, but who would walk there? I mean, you're not supposed to be walking around. I don't know. The whole scale of this park is really confusing, right? Because they're taking, it's, it's oh, it takes this long by helicopter. No, oh, it's four miles to this and four miles to that. Like, how are the guests getting between these exhibits? Just from an infrastructure standpoint, I don't understand. It's so expensive. You know, the old park was set up for plumbing and electricity and phone and gas and had roads. Um, and so doing all new stuff of that right next door in the rainforest is very strange because if you're already doing that then why not build farther away and then of course the kids fixing the 20 year old jeep well yeah i mean the fuel would be expired the tires would have disintegrated but you know, you know and it's, it's it's like a humid tropical environment like that's you're not right able to and they're like oh there anything. just happens to be a brand new battery that still has a charge that we can just swap out um yeah but that's that I'm willing to suspend disbelief about that kind of a problem. Obviously, that's bullshit. But it's like, you know, there are things that you let a movie get away with. And that is forgivable, except in the context of everything else that they do wrong. It's just one more thing that they did wrong. Yeah. I will say Lauren Lapkus's character, the the female tech. She's all right. She's kind of fun. And she's not. Um... Are we talking about positive things? Okay. You're right. We'll save that for positivity <laughs> corner. <laughs> Is there only one helicopter on this entire island? Yes. And there's no other pilots available? Yes. That's stupid. Um, the crash into the pterodon or pteranodon flying reptile enclosure is sad. R.I.P. Irfan Khan, who's playing Masrani. He's great. Um, your character had some initially nice moments, and then you did a weird 180, and then you literally crashed. And I'm sorry that that's only how you were used, because you could have done some great stuff. Do you want to talk about the pterodon attacks? Uh, I mean, I just have that one last point. Okay. I just, it's, it's like, yay, flying reptiles. This is going to be awesome. And it's not. It's just a lot of visual noise and blurry CG. Crowds without any real definition or stakes. That's maybe why that scene where the baby Triceratops gets lifted up by its saddle and then it gets dropped is the saddest, you guys. It's the saddest. It gives a little yell and there's a thud noise in my heart. Poor little baby. But I don't care at all about the hundreds of people being murdered. But you're not supposed to care about the hundreds of people being murdered. Like when you see in an an action movie with a high body count, like, I mean, there's... Uh, no, you're supposed to care. That's why in this list, they gave that one little girl a red jacket. You're supposed to give some reason for us to f- see humanity oh, in no. the crowds. Oh, no. No, no, no. Oh. Do not. Why is she pointing at me? <laughs> Guys, I'm, I'm scared. Emphatic. She is being emphatic. Do not compare the way that deaths are used in a movie like Schindler's <laughs> List to the way that deaths are okay. used in a summer blockbuster. Okay. Jesus. Oh, my God. It's just disrespectful. That's true. But that was just the most striking example to my head. In Okay, in, any, in most good summer blockbusters, they cue in on some adorable child. There's some reason that you tie in. But the only creature I cared about in that murder scene was the baby Triceratops. Yes. You know, I'm not worried about whether Jimmy Buffett is making it out of Margaritaville with his margaritas. That's not my concern. Um, but so now you want to talk about Claire's assistant's Zara? death? Yeah, so Zara, Claire's assistant, who we barely see and oh who I God. like to pretend had like an, a character arc in some editing room <laughs> floor version. Or any screen time. Right. Um, we see her get the children. She is also like, she is a professional person. She doesn't 
She's not a babysitter, right? Like this isn't her job. She is she is a person worthy of contempt, according to the world of Jurassic World. And all we see is her getting the children and they run away from her as she's on the phone for half a second, right? And then we see her tell tell Claire that the boys are lost and she's really concerned that they're lost. Like you can hear in her voice, like obviously she's like panicked. Now there's an emergency going on and she's lost these children. Um and then And it's her boss's kids. Like she's probably gonna get fired even if they're not yet in danger. It's a stressful thing. Pteranodon's attack happens as she finds the boys again and is suddenly snatched away in this like pitch black, like extended, drawn out, torturous, awful death scene, which is a a very cool scene. But there are rules about the ways that ways that you use a death like that, right? Like in Jurassic Park, the people who die horribly are that lawyer guy who we see being a coward and abandoning the children. He runs in, and he gets eaten by the T-Rex when he's on the john, right? And then we see Nedry, who's like caused all of this destruction to happen. And he gets like blinded by acid and eaten by a spitter. They get these horrible deaths and we hear these spitter. screams because they're horrible people, right? Yeah. Whereas Zara... She's not a horrible person and she gets this death that she hasn't earned. No, it's completely unearned. It's completely unjustified. And it is horrifying. She is pulled up in the air. She is screaming the whole time as she's tossed between different flying reptiles. She's being ripped into pieces. She gets dropped into the water. Then we learn that the the pterodons can dive bomb into the water. Then they're biting chunks out of her while she's underwater. And then the giant big water monster dinosaur, the Mosasaurus gets her like it's it hasn't been justified she's not a baddie when vincent d'onofrio gets eaten that's awesome that's a that's an awful death that he has earned in the world of this script owen deserves that death more than she does not that i want to see owen die but like it's literally his fault that the irex escapes right like right he has done something bad he's the one you know trying to control dinosaurs which we learned in the first jurassic park is the big moral question right Right. You know, he's the one messing with the natural order of things and thinking there's an illusion of control when there isn't. And so there's this hubris there that would make a death like that at least m- meaningful. Zara is a personal assistant who seemed to be doing just fine at her jobs, except that the kiddos took off being little being little ragamuffin shits. <laughs> Anywhere on that spectrum, decide whether they're ragamuffins or shits. Probably somewhere in between. Um, but it's it is noticeably awful. And they haven't established that she's a terrible person. Not that it's okay to murder terrible people, but in the world of cinema or storytelling, you generally have to justify something that awful. It can't just be out of nowhere. You know, if we had just seen a random dad in the crowd being a total dick, you know, and then getting ripped apart, it would have made more sense in in justifying that. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to use that just to show the horror of the random violence, that's fine. But having it, it happen to a character that we know. Whose only crime was being a working woman, as far as I know. Right. Like, her only crime is not being a super attentive babysitter, which, to be honest, ain't her actual job. And right. it feels like a moral lesson, you know, that she's getting this death and it's bullshit. Yeah. Well, and then again, so like... Yeah. But that's not to actually say, I mean, people have said, you know, that that Jurassic World has a problem with women. And I don't think that's true. It's true that the female characters in it are like shit and stereotypes and like one dimensional. But that is true of all of the characters. Like we've been saying, it's it's got it's a lazy writing problem more necessarily than a misogyny problem. Oh, 
I don't know, man, because we were just in that scene where the kids say that they want to stay with Owen instead of Claire. Yeah, but I think that's, I mean. And then the running in heels. But I think it's lazy writing tinged with misogyny. Sure. I think, because I think the film overarching is making some real sweeping statements about what your capabilities are. And, you know, Claire's journey is just that she learns that kids are okay. Yeah. And I just, you know, when you've got a first movie where you've got Laura Dern's having to go turn the um, power back uh-huh. on. It ought to be me really going. Why? Well, I'm a, a neuron. Look, we can discuss sexism and survival situations when I get back. You just take me through this step by step. She's like, so amazing. She's such a <gasps> badass. Oh, Dr. Ellie is so great. And she, I know. God, she's the best. And it's just it's just a bummer. What One of the things I was reading, someone was talking about, how while there really were only two female characters in the first one, you know, you have Dr. Ellie Sadler, who's amazing. And then you have the poor girl. Lex. Lex. Um, And the article writer was like, and Lex's point was letting you feel better about yourself and go, well, I could be way braver in that situation than she could. (laughs) I was like, oh, but that is truly how I reacted to her character growing up. I, I mostly was like, yeah, I can be better than you. It yeah. made me. It made me feel. I can put myself in that situation and be like, "Yeah, I will succeed better than that." Okay, the Raptors changing their allegiance so easily. Why? Like, why? I get picking the Indominus Rex as the new Alpha, right? Right. Not only has Owen and Basic Common Sense said all along that the Raptors' loyalty or or controllability is tenuous at best, but the Irex is clearly more freaking Alpha than Owen, because duh, right? But at the end, then the Raptors choose Owen again? I know. I know. What could have worked is if, like, the Raptors saw him again and chose not to attack him and went and did something else. But, like, yeah. switching loyalties and fighting for him doesn't make sense. Right. To, to somehow that they've learned, unless we had demonstrated a lot more control and a lot further along in this building Raptor soldiers, where he, if he had trained them to attack on command. If they're, like, jumping through hoops or something. Right. If we see him, like, setting right. rings on fire, sure. But, yeah. but just no. for, like barely pausing mm-hmm. and choosing not to eat him at that beginning mm-hmm. like that's that's not this and i don't understand why the tyrannosaurus rex clearly teams up with the raptors to fight the irex like it's been established that that one's an animal he doesn't have raptor genes so he can't talk to them you know he just wants to eat and well she i'm sorry how terrible of me she just wants to eat and hunt the raptor and the t-rex should not be friends it's like the farmer and the cowboy in Oklahoma. <laughs> These, there are just laws of nature. See the climax of the first film. The raptor and the T-Rex are not friends. Especially if we're to assume that this is the same T-Rex from that first movie. Well, I don't know. Are we supposed to assume that? No, I don't think so. Well, okay. I don't know how. What, I don't know the lifespan of a T-Rex. I don't. Well, yeah. But that one would have been all scarred up or something. I don't, I don't know. know. Was it just, I mean, did they capture it again and put it back? Okay. I don't know. Um, so then we have at the very end, the Mos- Mosasaurus. Is that how we're saying it? Sure. Okay. But we get the huge water beast leaping up. Our dinosaur ex machina, if you will, <laughs> which I wanted to trademark, but I'm sure I can't be the only one who's thought of that before. But so the Mosasaur could escape its enclosure at any fucking time, apparently. Yeah, and leap way the fuck out into the aisles where all the people yeah, are. Like, for Why real? is it not snatching people right and left? How is that a thing? Yeah, why hasn't it been eating people popcorn at any previous time over these last several years? It just decided all of a sudden, it's like, hmm, this white spiky dinosaur looks delicious. Out of what? 
Yeah. If they had just had any scene that even showed some bit of security being broken in the fight that would allow, again, God damn it. You know, also at the end of the movie, there's still a T-Rex loose on the island. I guess that's not a problem because they've just evacuated everyone again. Well, that's just how Jurassic Park movies end. You well, know, I the understand. End of the first one, there's the, the I creatures flying off but, the island. You know, and at the very end, Claire realizes she needs a family, thereby redeeming herself. <sighs> Fuck the dinosaur-based patriarchy. Man, wanting kids or not wanting kids like they're both valid it's okay you both you get you are still a human worthy of respect regardless of whether child care is one of your skill sets or one of your life goals the writing the plot is just it's so lazy the because the direction and the editing i think is pretty okay and it, they overuse and depend on cg way too much but that seems an industry-wide problem I know, but it's disappointing. It's totally disappointing. And I think, I just wish that films would recognize that a combination of practical and CG generally leads to the most satisfying conclusions. Um, A lot of the CG in this is beyond gorgeous, but it still almost always feels disconnected from the practical real world. It's like this beautiful video game that's being projected behind our actors. All right. Um, now for one of our recurring segments, we realized recording these podcasts that we didn't want to just spend an hour being a bunch of negative Nellies. Or criticism Christinas. Yeah, or, or grumpy Gusses. And so, Positivity Corner. So, Positivity Corner. Positivity Corner. What are your positives? Dinosaur Petting Zoo! I want to go to a dinosaur petting, petting zoo. I want it. I want it. You want it? Yeah. Yeah. Petting zoos kind of make me sad, but also it's awesome. But where do the, what are they going to do with the baby dinosaurs? They have to start socializing mm-hmm. them to be a cool So people. what was upsetting to me what, when they had a an age limit, I think they had for the riding the baby triceratops? Height. Oh, it was a height limit. Yeah. Bullshit. There's a weight limit on that. They've had to put weight limits on all the pony rides. Like, I, I know you're a baby triceratops and you're probably tough, but it's not just based on height. We got to protect. I just, I'm worried about the animal care guys, including the safety. I did, again, I thought the film was a fun experience. Like I had fun seeing this movie, but it's in no way a good movie. And that's such a shame. Yes. It's a missed opportunity and I am disappointed. Um, More positivity. Oh, the motocross jungle ride with the Raptor Troop is the coolest. It's just beyond rad. It's totally dumb. It doesn't make sense. And it links to the larger plot issues and Vincent D'Onofrio's ridiculous scheme. But it's super cool. Yeah. The open ambulance door chase was also a great scene and a great callback to the open Jeep chases of the first. Like some of the callbacks are so heavy handed, but that was effective because it was its own thing and it still had the mix of humor and adventure and high stakes. The jump scare when Vincent D'Onofrio is explaining his evil dino plan and then a raptor appears and bites off his hand. As someone pointed out, that is a little bit of stolen from Deep Blue Sea, which is a movie that I feel like is (laughs) underappreciated, but, uh, but it it worked really well and it you know it's like it was good to see him get eaten he deserved right. it because again that was totally earned it made sense that was where his character was going it was nice that i guess there was some racial diversity in the soldiers 
who were all nameless dinosaur chow. But friggin' ridiculous and a shame that there wasn't even one token female in either group of soldiers. Um, I wasn't even hoping as far as for someone as cool as Vasquez from Aliens, right? Some badass merchant. What were they called? Damn it. They were some kind of Marines. I don't know. I don't know. Where This isn't the Aliens podcast. But just any woman in any there's nothing scene wrong with aliens aliens would never come up nice. on our podcast yeah fair point <laughs> <laughs> another positive stegosauruses because you guys stegosauruses <laughs> they're the best dinosaur as everyone of true taste realizes this is Reagan's opinion they're the best dinosaur as anyone of true taste realizes and in the jurassic park book that that creature the dinosaur that like Ellie jumps out of, of the car to go and find out what's wrong with this sick dinosaur. And it's a stegosaurus. And I was so excited that I was going to get to see a stegosaurus on stage. And then they replaced him with a stupid triceratops. Because triceratops mean, pull better. They're fine. Like, triceratops they're aren't a bad cool. dinosaur. Right. They're totally cool. But I'm Sarah. just saying, how dare you? How dare you? And this movie had stegosauruses. And that was a good thing. There we go. So the admin tech dude, macho guy, uh, when he's like, someone has to stay behind and goes to kiss the admin tech girl and she stops in him and is like, no, I have a boyfriend. Like, that was unexpected and it was a nice touch. It was like, hilarious. Both of those are great comic actors and they did that scene really well and in a film that hasn't dealt with some of these issues well, that was that was nice. That it's like, no, it's okay to, you know, be autonomous. And then um, I, I took these notes on my phone <laughs> and you know how phones are with words sometimes. So I'm not sure what I was trying to say here, but another positivity that I wrote down was adorn Raptors face off versus Indominus heart. So Raptors facing off against Indominus was cool, but I'm not sure what kind of adorable Ador. Raptors. Yeah, probably. Wear Raptors. So yeah, back to with the, oh, you've dropped Shush your phone. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> Nobody would have even known if I didn't say anything. You guys, there was a peek behind the curtain. Um, So... Yeah, when they change their loyalty again and decide to fight the Irex randomly at the end. Um, I don't know. It's it's stupid. But that still didn't stop me from internally cheering, Blue! Get it! Get the bad dinosaur! You know, it's, it was a emotionally satisfying moment. It just was stupid. So you had things you wanted to say. Oh, I just... When watching the first one, uh, Robert Muldoon, the game warden, is gamekeeper whatever he's so good at his job like he's got the right priorities in the very beginning scene when the poor worker gets dragged in to be eaten by the raptors he's commanding shoot her which right like that's the right priorities um so you know he's super concerned and irritated that there aren't locking mechanisms on the cars when everyone gets out of the jeeps in the first one and yet again you know gyrospheres anyway um yeah just as a side note like I, I don't even know if I want to get into it, but dear internet, when that gorilla, when the toddler, I don't know. No, I don't want that. I, I don't need to go into it. Do you want to go into it? You made me say the thing I didn't want to say on the last one. Okay. So when the toddler got in the gorilla enclosure and that gorilla was going to kill him and then the keepers had to kill the gorilla and everyone on the internet somehow magically became a goddamn gorilla behavior expert. Guess what? You're not. You know who probably wants to shoot that gorilla the very least? The people who have given their lives to taking care of that gorilla, right? But at the end of the day, a human life is more important than that. That does not seem to be the case in Jurassic World. And that is really problematic. 
Um, you know, I'm fine with a big corporation running this. It's the only institution really that could could afford such a thing on this kind of scale. And the Verizon Wireless presents the Indominus Rex marketing meeting. Like that makes sense. That is how our world works. And then again, this is crazy expensive. So the fact that they've got ties to the military and or the government and or different corporate sponsors. Right. They're trying to monetize however they can. That's, of course. That's how corporations work. That makes sense. And that's how theme parks work. That's how any big event, when you go to the friggin' even state fair, you know, there's going to be marketing sponsors, any, any sports stadium, like that is the world. And that's fine. And I don't know where I was going with this, but you were tying it back into the gorilla thing. But at the end of the day, the, the oh, human you realize life and yes. visitor safety has to be a part of that. And Paramount, I would say, it has to be Paramount. Right. right. All of a sudden I thought you meant Paramount Studios. And I was like, right. I don't think they're the ones who made this, Reagan. <laughs> um, that being said, I'm still going to go watch the new one. Probably the first week or two. Because I will watch... I was going to say anything, but that's not true. I didn't go see The Good Dinosaur. But that's probably the first like wide-release dinosaur movie that I haven't seen in a while. And animation isn't necessarily my bag as much. Um, yeah, dinosaur movies, man. Boy, I hate being right all the time. So, for those of you who don't know us and don't realize that we are right in all things, we decided to include a segment called People Agree With Us. Yes, because people do, because we are right. So, People Agree With Us, you guys. Uh, an article from Vulture.com by Jada Yan called There's No Feminism to Be Found in Jurassic World's Genetic Code. And they just make a point about Claire, right? Oh, like, wait, yes, high heels. That was everyone's point. Oh, my God. Of course, the running in high heels. That's that's I guess it's so dumb. And it was everyone's point. Even people who did not watch this critically at all. We didn't need to mention it. But I mentioned it. Go okay. ahead. So, uh Jada Yon at Vulture, who says about Claire, she didn't need to be the second coming of Ellie Sattler. It would have been enough if she had simply been given a backstory or a friend or a chance to do something at her job other than be shrill and ignore the advice of experts and put hundreds of lives in danger. As is, every chance for us to sympathize with her, every ostensible discovery she makes of her own humanity is undermined by the distracting parade of stereotypes. How about defining her by something other than her clothes or her haircut or her failure to have children? Yes. How about giving her the good sense to take off those fucking high heels yes in the end her great takeaway seems to be that it's time to stop being a frigid bitch and start popping out babies so much for the advent of the post furiosa action heroine era donna dickens from hitfix.com wants to know why would you genetically create a dinosaur that could hide from tourists who spent thousands of dollars to witness it although we see when bd wong's talking like that was a surprise well, that was, we find out later, it was it was intentional for military applications, right? Vincent D'Onofrio wanted that oh, feature. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Oh, she uses dino ex machina here. But I would like to point out, I before I read this article, I said that to Reagan <laughs> in the car. But I see, that's why trademarking it, I knew other people would have had to come it up. Who thinks humans would get bored with dinosaurs? Are they dead inside? <laughs> They're dead inside, aren't they? Why nobody let Claire keep that gun, right? When she grabs the rifle unloads it into the offending dinosaur it's not a dinosaur it's a flying reptile anyway at point blank range without hitting owen that's no small feat yet suddenly she's not armed anymore that's stupid it is stupid and it's also i mean 
Why wouldn't she continue to arm herself then if right. she clearly has these skills? Right. And if she has these skills, we should have seen an indication of it earlier in like a throwaway line or something to indicate that this is something. Not necessarily. I mean, yes, movies tend to, but I'm I'm okay with someone having a having a skill set just be shown once it's just you know the first time it's needed, but then it should continue. Well, yeah, yeah, as like a random I don't know throwaway right. thing. From a site called birthmoviesdeath.com, which I have not heard of, but it has this really good article called The Strangely Cruel and Unusual Death in Jurassic World, talking about Zara's death. And it makes these points. It says, you know, why in a movie predicated on the promise of dino destruction does Zara's end come across as deeply mean-spirited? It's because death has a cinematic language all its own, and Jurassic World doesn't speak that language properly. Zara's death wrangles not because she didn't deserve to die, but because she didn't deserve to die quite that hard. And so they're talking about that language of, of cinematic death. There are a lot of reasons why a character might die in an action-adventure movie. They might be background fodder. And in that case, it's okay to destroy them in a longer shot and expect the audience to get a grand guignol, I don't know how to pronounce that word, thrill from it. A character might die because they deserve it. That's very common in action-adventure film. Think of the lawyer in the first you know, Jurassic Park. Sometimes a good character needs to die. The death can be terrible for sure, but there's a proportionality at play here. A good character can suffer a horrible death when saving other characters, or they can suffer a horrible death that's intended to illustrate how bad the bad guy monster really is. So like their 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 point is that they they aren't following these cinematic conventions about deaths and they're not it's okay to throw that out the window if you're doing something experimental and interesting with your film but they aren't. This is a summer blockbuster action movie. It should follow those same like l- storytelling language right that people understand. All right. I got a piece from The Telegraph by Cat Brown. She went with Deus Ex Mosasaur, which is also pretty great. So again, <laughs> not a concept I can trademark. Oh, she's the one who said that Claire's white suit gets more of a journey than Claire does. The film has terrible relationship advice as well. You know, if you can't find a partner, put your own life in danger. You will both completely forget your overarching incompatibility and the fact that neither of you fancies the other. There is a review in the New York Times by Manola Dargis called In Jurassic World, The Franchise Feeds the Beast. So talking about the director, Colin Trevorrow, it says, as is the case with every filmmaker hired to lead an industrial brand to box office domination, Mr. Trevorrow was principally tasked with delivering Jurassic World in saleable shape, which he has done. Actors repeat their bad lines without smirking, and digital dinosaurs stomp, scatter, and gulp amid product placement for Triumph motorcycles and Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville chain. There are so many plugs for Mercedes that you might wonder if the targeted viewers are studio execs. Blowing minds rather than, you know, telling a good story is the driving imperative in Jurassic World. It's a measure of how dumbed down this movie is that while the three heroes in Jurassic Park were scientists, Mr. Pratt plays Owen, an indeterminate animal expert, and Ms. Howard plays Claire, a corporate stooge whose idiocy is partly telegraphed by her towering heels. That Claire (laughs) can actually run from dinosaurs over cement and through mud without breaking a heel off or twisting her ankle like a film noir dame is played as a kind of triumph. Of course, it's a hollow one, and it's representative of how the filmmakers like to point out the very cliches, genre, gender, whatever they embrace as if merely acknowledging them were a critical move and it also says owen may be a parody of a hunk what with his greasy working man hands shirt busting arm muscles and nicely coiffed chin hair but at least he does (laughs) cool stuff like wrangle raptors and spoiler alert claire she mostly just schemes and screams before owen melts her like an ice cube on a hot griddle proving that yes she's every bit as bad as joss whedon thought when on twitter he called out jurassic world she's a stiff he's a life force really still Yes, still. Yeah. Joss Whedon was pretty great and pres- prescient. 
on on Twitter. Um, from Screen Crush, Matt Singer and coworkers have ranked every Jurassic World character from dumbest to least dumb. <laughs> Uh, which is pretty great. It's 21 characters. I don't know. We need to go through the whole thing. But they, the dumbest they give are the two boys, Zach and Gray Mitchell. How dumb are they? Almost literally too dumb to live. <laughs> when the Adominus Rex breaks out and the park goes into lockdown, they're cruising around in their gyrosphere. They're given a warning message to return. They ignore it. They also ignore a bunch of warning signs to take their gyrosphere through a hole in the fence that's clearly been put there by dinosaur claws. <laughs> you know, their idea as as kids to ignore the warning, maybe. But yeah, to go through what's clearly a broken fence broken by animals. They basically do everything they possibly can to get eaten, short of covering themselves in barbecue sauce and stepping directly into the Irex's mouth. So that's kind of funny. I don't need to go through that whole list. And then I had another thing from Screen Crush. This one. Oh, it's also by Matt Singer. That makes sense. His review. The park is open and full of dumb people. Justifying the lunacy of rebuilding this death trap and working around the likelihood that most people would do everything in their power to avoid visiting it. I don't know. Dinosaurs, man. But it requires them to populate Jurassic World with a roster of dumb and unappealing characters. Jurassic Parks were intellectuals, scientists, mathematicians, academics, and hugely successful entrepreneurs. They were mostly smart people doing smart things. With the exception of Dr. Wu and maybe Chris Pratt's raptor trainer, Owen Grady, the protagonists in Jurassic World are all dummies doing dumb things that lead directly and indirectly to their deaths and the deaths of hundreds of other people. Like, the death count is huge, but again, has no emotional weight because they were only there as people popcorn and mm -hmm. not as people. Think of all the human lives that could be saved with an army of raptor soldiers. If this sounds like a terrible idea, that's only because it is maybe the worst idea in human history. Maybe it's time to admit that Jurassic Park just isn't cut out for sequels. It's uh... easy to buy someone trying to build this place once. But once you open Pandora's box, it's awfully tricky to stuff the genetically mutated dinosaur back in. Jurassic World might have worked better as a strict reboot. Instead of scientists surveying the park while it's still in development, they Not witness it falling apart after it opens. I'm going on record as saying, that's a terrible idea. Let's not even say it. What if it's been invoked now that it's been voiced? Well, I mean, a reboot, again, doesn't it doesn't destroy the original. It's just a new retelling. Yeah, it's just, I know, but... In the logic of this world that they ignore, yeah. if the first park happened... And you are now running another dinosaur park. Like you have to go out of your way to show that people are aware that a park happened where dinosaurs ate everyone. Yeah. And they haven't done that other than just we're worried about corporate PR. Yeah. And so that's. But I guess the premise is that this place has been open for 10 years. And so, know, so there this were place... those initial concerns. But now people are more used to the idea that it's safe. That other thing happens a long time ago, whatever. Did you have any more people agree with us? Yeah, there's one more. Uh, the Oregonian review by Jeff Baker called Chris Pratt can't save this Tyrannosaurus mess. Um, he says... The Tyrannosaurus movie... mess! Yes. Jurassic World is a clone not of Jurassic Park, Steven Spielberg's 1993 mega hit, but of Jurassic Park 3, the 2001 dud that put the series into amber for 14 years. The setup is way too long, the dinosaurs lack bite, and the characters, with the exception of amiable rebel Chris Pratt, are dumber than a stegosaurus. To which I say, how dare you, sir? <laughs> uh, no, no, they can be your favorite dinosaurs, but you understand how they're- How dare you? Acorn. How dare you? Acorn-sized brain. 
It's not true that they have a tail brain. I'm as not even read. saying they're a tail brain. I know. So that means they only have the one brain and it is teeny tiny, teeny <laughs> tiny, teeny tiny brain. And another point that Jeff Baker You makes. can love a dinosaur even though it's stupid. Um, no, that sounded wrong. Even though its brain power isn't very good. Another point he makes, he says, the echoes from the earlier Jurassic movies, a techie wearing a t-shirt, the kids stumbling into part of the original park, Claire waving a flare to attract a dino the way Goldblum did back in the day, are witty and welcome, but show how far short this movie is to its prehistoric predecessors. I've seen Jurassic Park. I like Jurassic <laughs> Park. And you, Jurassic World, you are no Jurassic Park. Yes. Amen. Yes. Yeah, I feel that people should look up online. There is a photo someone has created uh, combining Jeff Goldblum's shirtless self with a little tiny Sam Neill against the breathing Triceratops, but they've put him against the breathing Jeff Goldblum chest, and that is just pure gold and what the internet is for, and thank you, whoever did that. We will link that on our... We have a Facebook page. We are at facebook.com slash wrong pod. We'll put that photo up there. Um, again, our Twitter is at wrong pod. If anybody wants to reach out, still open to other ideas for positivity corner. If anyone's got a title idea, as well as other ideas for what we should um, rage rail against. So um, if you ha have feedback on the show, you can, uh, comment on our Facebook page or tweet at us and we'll be happy to respond. We also have an email address that Reagan set up. What's I that? I don't remember. Reagan doesn't remember. <laughs> okay. So right now we're just a Twitter or Facebook. Once we find out what our email is, I'm guessing it's either wrongpod at gmail.com or everything that's wrong at gmail.com. It's certainly one or the other. We should probably grab both for the scores of emails that we're going to get so nobody else beats us to it. Yeah. I mean, in summation, Jurassic Park is a flipping, gorgeous, amazing, magical movie. That score, as soon as it starts playing, speaks to my heart. It's wrongpod at gmail.com. Wrongpod at gmail.com. If you want to reach out to us directly and don't use Twitter, the Facebook page is a great place to actually have a discussion with other listeners. I'm sure you guys have opinions, right? Because we do. That's why we're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> we are late to the table, but hey, let's record our opinions and put them on the internet. Hope you guys have as much fun listening as we have making it. Jurassic World, guys, oh my god, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope the next script is better and uses humans rather than two-dimensional cardboard cutouts. They won't. It will be terrible. I, yeah, but there can be a part of me that hopes. Okay. She patted my leg very condescendingly. <laughs> so that's our show, you guys. Thank you for listening. Um, and stick tuned in another month. Stick tuned. <laughs> Fuck also off. stay tuned. Fuck off. Oh good. How dare you? Excellent. How dare you? Well, guys, it's good to see we've had another episode where Reagan threatens me. Um, because that's a fun tradition. We'll Sisters. Be back in a month. <laughs> to talk oh, about everything that's wrong, wrong with, with something, something else. <laughs>